Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Information is forgettable. Stories are not. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques, all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is why you need to tell your story endlessly. And I made sure I enunciated that word so you know exactly what I'm saying. You must tell your story over and over and over and over and over again until you get tired of telling it, until people get tired of hearing it. Nobody gets tired of hearing it, but until you get tired of telling it, you're going to get tired way before anybody else ever does. But before I get into explaining why this is the subject, First, let me do, as I always do, remind everybody or inform everybody that I have a daily motivation text message. Yes, a daily motivation text message. And guess what the cost of this text is? Free. Free 99. F-R-E-E 99. Free. I will send this to you every single day straight to your phone. All you have to do to get on the list is raise your hand and let me know you want it. And the way you raise your hand is not by literally raising your hand, but by raising your phone up to your face. You can see it and send me a text at this number, 305 384-6894. Send a text to that number right now. Not now, but right now while you're listening to me. And every day when I send out the daily motivation text, you're going to get a message straight to your phone. It's going to keep you focused, sharp, and on point every single day. And here's a bonus. This is an unadvertised bonus of the daily motivation text. You can respond to any one of those texts and you'll get a response back from me. I actually go through my texts and I do actually, I do literally respond to people who text me. So text me at that number. You'll get the daily motivation. and then. If you ever have a comment or a question that I can answer, text me. I'll respond to it right there at that number. So you got the number is down below in the description or show notes as well, wherever you are consuming this. So this topic today, why you need to tell your story endlessly? This is specifically, this topic is specifically for those of you who are building brands, those of you who are in the thought leadership space, any of you who's in the expert space, you want to be looked at as an expert in your area. And this doesn't have to be, you don't have to be doing specifically what I'm doing. You don't have to be a podcaster or an author 
or a YouTuber. You can be a mechanic. You need to tell your story. You could be a financial advisor. You need to tell your story. You could be a plumber. You could be telling your story. You could be a car salesperson. You need to be telling your story. But any of you who's in that thought leadership space where you are selling your intellectual property, you absolutely must. Your business is not even going to get off the ground if you're not telling your story. The rest of you, the plumbers and the electricians, you can still do your business without telling your story, but you'll probably do better if you start telling your story. But all of you in the thought leadership space, understand that you are the attractive character in your business. So if you're not telling your story, nobody's telling your story. So you have to tell that story because you're the thing, you're the main character that's going to make people buy or not buy from you. So you must be telling it. So let's get into it so you'll understand why this is the subject. Point number one. The topic again today is why you need to tell your story endlessly. Information is forgettable. Many people step into the thought leadership space, the expert space, the speaking space where you're selling your IP. IP stands for intellectual property, by the way. And many people think that because their information is so great and so unique and so new and so amazing, that that's what's going to keep people buying from you or that's what's going to make people come to you in the first place. This is incorrect. This is an inaccurate formula. Your information is not that great. Even if your information is that great, it ain't that great. Information is easily forgettable. Let me tell you how information is easily forgettable. How much access do people have to information these days? Do you know that you, who's listening to my voice right now, you're listening to this, which means you have some type of access to the internet. You have access to data, whether a data connection, Wi-Fi, something like that. You have more access to information than your great grandparents, you got more access to information at your fingertips, literally right now, than your great grandparents had like their entire lives. Do you know that? That's how much access to information people have these days. And because we have so much access, we take it for granted because it's so easy to get. Information is forgettable. Stories are not. I've shared on this very feed, this show that you're listening to right now has been listened to over, I think we are close to 5 million listens in the history of the show. I know we're past 4 million, but we might be close to, I think we have already passed 5 million listens of this show in the history of the show. I'm not telling you that to impress you, but to impress upon you that I've shared over 2,000 pieces of information, at least 2,000, because each episode is some information, and we have over 2,200 episodes here. I've shared over 2,000 pieces of information in episodes of this podcast. Most of you, even those of you who are avid, everyday listeners who listen to 100 plus episodes of this show, you cannot recall 99% of what I've told you. Well, I want somebody here to name 30 topics that I've talked about on the show. Can anybody do it? Most of you can't recall 99% of what I've said on this show, even if you listen to it all the time. You can't recall 99% of the ones that you have listened to. You can't tell me 99% of what I said in yesterday's episode, and you just listened to it yesterday. Now, I'm not telling you that to make you feel bad. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean that is anything wrong with your brain or your memory. It just means that you're human. Human beings, we forget most of the stuff that we get inundated with on a day-to-day basis. Even the stuff that we want to listen to and hear and watch, we forget most of it. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. When it comes to stories, however, as juxtaposed with information, so the information I've told you, you forget most of that. The stories that I tell you, you don't forget the stories. Stories are much easier to remember than information. Keep that in mind. You probably remember a good amount of my story if you've heard me tell it a couple of times. Even if you only heard it once or twice, you probably remember a good amount of my story. You could probably tell somebody else, at least the bare bones skeleton of my personal story if you've heard me tell it before. Because human beings are wired to remember narratives and stories. We remember stories really well. We forget information, we remember stories. 
That's why you need to know your story. And you must be able to tell your story in a smooth, compelling way. People do not connect to your information. Even though you think your information is the thing that's going to make you great and is going to make you a bunch of money, and you might think people are buying into your information, that they are on some level buying your information, but for the most part, they're not. They're buying your story because they can get your same information from a bunch of other people, but your story, they can't get anywhere else. People do not connect to your information as much as you think they do. They connect to who you are as a person, then they do that through connecting to your story, which means if you don't tell it, they cannot connect with you. Hint, everybody catch that? They connect to who you are as a person by connecting to your story, which then opens them up to hearing your information. Everybody get that? Let me say it again, just for the people in the back who didn't hear me. People connect to who you are as a person first. They do that because you tell your story. Through your story, they feel like they know you because you told your story. Even if they never met you, they feel like they know you because you told your story. And because you told your story and they've connected with you, now they are willing to listen to your information. That's the way that it works, folks. Now, are there people who may come into your world? Some of you listen to me now. You don't know my story. I'll tell it to you in a second. And it won't take long. You don't know my story. You first came across me because I was sharing some information that got your attention. Maybe because that information happened to be exactly what you were looking for in the moment or I was talking about it in a way that you hadn't heard before. So it caught your attention. But I know realistically and objectively that if all I did was just continue to feed you information, you're not going to stick around. Because, again, somebody else can give my information maybe in a different way, but somebody else can give the information Later. And you could always look at this and say, well, look, it's a podcast. I can come and listen to this on demand. I don't need to listen to it right now. Why do I need to listen to it now? I go do other things. You could prioritize something else over listening to this show right now if you wanted to. I mean, nobody's stopping you. I mean, you know, this is on demand. It's not going away. The story is what connects you. Story is what connects human beings to each other. And you must be able to tell your story in a smooth, compelling way. You want to tell it over and over again, people are not connected to information. They're connected to a story. People forget most of the information that you share with them within a week. Think about when you went to school. All right, everybody here went to school, right? On some level. All right. Tell me what you learned in 11th grade. Tell me all the information that you memorized or you allegedly knew, but you didn't really know it. You memorized it to pass your chemistry exam in high school. Tell me what were the top 15 things you studied so you could pass the SAT to get into college. Most of you are drawing a blank and you can't give me one thing, let alone all the things, let alone enough that you couldn't pass SAT right now, could you? But you graduated from college. How is that? Because information is forgettable. That's my point. Now, stories, though, you could probably tell me a story of something happened in 11th grade. Even if you never told the story before, if you think about it, as soon as you think about it, you could tell me the whole story, right? Exactly as it happened. You can give me graphic detail of exactly what happened when you were in 11th grade, but you can't tell me a damn thing you learned in any class that same year. Why? Because human beings are wired to remember stories, not wired to remember information. We do what we have to do to remember information temporarily, and then we let it go as soon as we can. So question is, what is your story? How often are you telling it? And you should be telling it until you're tired of telling it and then tell it some more. Tell you my story. I'll tell you to you in two minutes. Background, come from the city of Philadelphia. I now live in Miami, Florida. I always played sports, started playing basketball at age 14. Didn't make my high school basketball team, so I was a senior. I scored two points per game on sitting on the bench for the most part on my high school basketball team. Any of you know anything about basketball, two points is not a lot of points. A lot in hockey or soccer, not a lot in basketball. 
walked on to play Division Three college basketball, which is the third tier of college sports. Most pro athletes who come from the basketball world come from the Division One level. I was at the Division Three level, so the odds were stacked against me. I got out of college. I needed to basically make myself into a pro basketball player because I had no prospects. Nobody was checking for me. Nobody was scouting me. I didn't have any offers or anything like that. I hustled my way into pro basketball using my salesmanship skills that I had naturally developed. I did not learn them in college. I have a business degree from Penn State, but they did not teach me anything about entrepreneurship, what I'm doing these days. Thank you, Penn State. And while I was doing that, I started to play overseas. So I started this nine-year pro basketball career, took me through eight different countries. While I was doing that, at the same time, I started publishing videos for this brand new platform called YouTube. This is 2005, so I do literally mean brand new. Now, most of my material then was basketball related. Most of the people watching me, basketball players. After a few years, these players started asking me questions about my approach, about now, my mindset and how I stayed confident and disciplined and mentally tough when I was facing all those setbacks, like I just told you about a minute ago. So I started talking about in my videos on YouTube that were mostly basketball when I first started. I started talking about things like mental toughness and discipline and confidence because these are what players were asking me about when they found out my story. So when I started talking about those things, here's what's interesting. Here's an interesting thing that occurred that shifted me to what you hear today and what you see today is that a bunch of people who didn't even play basketball started finding my material when I started talking about mindset. And they would say to me, Dre, I'm not a basketball player and I'm not trying to learn how to do the Kobe Bryant move. But when you talk about mindset, discipline, confidence, mental toughness, listen, the way you're talking about it, anybody can learn from that. That's not limited to basketball. So this planting a seed in my mind, okay, Dre, when you get done playing basketball, you're going to take this mindset portion of what you're talking about and you can apply that to anybody in the world. You're not just limited to talking to athletes. So this told me what I was going to do when I was done playing basketball, but I had that idea while I was still playing basketball. So this is about halfway into my career when this started happening. So then I started writing my own books. I wrote my first book called Buy a Game in 2010. You can still get that book for free by going to workonmygame.com slash buy a game, B-U-Y-A-G-A-M-E. You can download the PDF for free. And that led to, I was the first of 31 books that I've written to date as of this recording. And then when I knew I was getting out of basketball around 2010, 15. That's when I started doing things like professional speaking, writing more books and transition completely into doing this thing that I'm doing now. The whole phrase work on your game just came from me talking about those mindset things. And that, those became the foundation of what I talk about now, like you hear on this show every day. Discipline, confidence, mental toughness, personal initiative, the way I open the show every single day. Those are the foundational pieces of the work on your game philosophy. And nowadays, I mostly don't talk to athletes. And usually I'm talking to professionals, entrepreneurs, business people, people who really want to get a roadmap, kind of a roadmap in reverse. That's really what working your game is, a roadmap in reverse to help you build the business and the life that you want. And that's where we are now. I'm CEO of a company called, if you couldn't guess, Working Your Game Incorporated. So that was more than two minutes, but that's pretty much my story. I'm out of the story now. I can tell that story in two minutes. I could take two hours. I can take 30 seconds. I can take 15 minutes, but I know that story so well because I've told it over and over and over again. And I could take my time and spread that out if I wanted to. I was just giving you an example. And I'm showing you that to show you that I know my story well enough that I can, you can wake me up out of my sleep and I can tell that story. You, thought leader, need to be able to do the same. Point number two, today's topic once again is why you need to tell your story endlessly, forever. Number two, your story creates emotional connection and allows your audience to connect with you. That's what your story does. The good thing about all of us being human, and because we all have a story, all of us, is that none of us has a perfect life. Nobody has a perfect life. Even the most successful person you know or know of, even if you're that person, nobody's life is perfect. We have all had ups and downs. We've all been in situations where it looked like things were working and then things were not working. And we've all had the opposite, where it looked like nothing was working and then things started working. We started to figure things out. Here's the good news with all of that. 
everybody who is listening to you has dealt with the same things that you have dealt with. Maybe in a different way, they've gone through the ups and downs, they've gone through the downs and ups, and they can relate to you because they have gone through the same emotions and feelings you have. This is the reason why story matters so much. Information is usually pretty bland. Information is dispassionate. Information usually doesn't have an emotional ring to it. It's useful, but it's not emotional. And human beings are much more triggered by emotions than we are by dispassionate things that are not emotional. So this is why your story matters so much, because when you tell your story, it can tap into the emotions of your audience. And that's the thing that they don't forget. We don't forget how we feel about things. We forget what we think. We never forget how we feel, even if people don't express it. So every time you share your story and you share the way that you felt, or even if you share your story and other people are listening to it, they will feel something based on the way that you tell your story at certain points of your story. Every time you do that, you're giving yourself an opportunity to connect with the people who are listening to your story. That's why story matters so much, because it gives you an opportunity to connect because of the emotional aspect of storytelling. Information does not really make people emotional. It doesn't mean information doesn't matter. But that's why information is harder to hook people with simply because the emotion is not there. But the emotion is always there in story. So every time you tell your story, you're giving yourself a chance to connect. And that's why story matters so much. That connection that you make with people lasts longer than how much they value your knowledge and your wisdom and your information. That's why I tell most of the time when I'm explaining the points that I give you here on this show, yes, I'm giving you information, but often, I will tell a story to illustrate the points. If you listen to this show often enough, you notice that I'm always doing it. I'll give you some kind of little anecdote. It might be something that happened in my life. It might be something that I saw happen to somebody else. It might be something I heard on TV. I'm always giving you some little story because the story is the thing that will help you remember the information. The information doesn't make you remember the story. It's the other way around. So I tell stories all the time on this show, even if I'm using somebody else's story. It doesn't have to be your story. Just that you just have to have stories. Any of you does any type of public speaking. If you do any kind of public speaking or you give speeches at events or anything like that, even consulting, even writing books. I was just speaking at an event just yesterday from when I'm recording this. You must have a bunch of stories to tell. Do not take this as a professional tip. Do not get on a stage at any conference or event and give people a bunch of information. They are going to forget everything that you said. They're going to look at you as boring, even if your information was really good. And they're going to forget you as soon as you're done talking. And this is one of the kind of events where they rate the speakers. They will give you a bunch of low ratings simply because you didn't do anything to connect with them. If you want to connect with people, tell stories. When I give a speech, I have a keynote speech I give called Work On Your Game. And it's not just me talking about myself. Sometimes I give a speech talking about myself. But often it's not that. It's me talking about the same principles that I talk to you all about here every day discipline, confidence, professionalism, preparation, mental conditioning, mental toughness, performance-based business, all the things you've heard me talk about before. I put that together in each one of my points. When I give my speeches, all are illustrated by a story. I tell a story first, then I explain why I told the story, and then I tell them how they can apply it. But most of the time that I'm speaking, if I give a 60-minute speech, about 40 of those 60 minutes is a story. And here's the good part about that for all of you professional speakers, public speakers, is that it's much easier for you as a speaker to remember a story, 60 minutes of story, than it is to remember 60 minutes of information. You try to give a speech that's all information, 
That's very hard to do because now you have to remember 60 minutes of information and then say it. That's a challenge. About 40 minutes of story is easy to remember a story. All you got to do is just remember, oh, yeah, tell that story. You don't have to write out the story. Just remember that you're telling the story and just tell the story. That's 10 minutes right there, depending on how you want to tell it. So that's a tip for any of you who is a professional speaker. Point number three, or wants to be. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is why you need to tell your story endlessly. Number three, facts tell, stories sell. If you've ever taken a sales course or a class on sales or read a book on sales, you've heard that saying before. If you have not, then you can give me credit for it. Facts tell, stories sell. Since you know this, and we should do now, you should be using the thing that sells all the time. I mean, you're a salesperson, right? All of you are in some form of business. Use the thing that sells. If what you want to do is not selling, then focus on the thing that is selling, not the thing that you are more interested in. You might think that your facts are amazing. That's great. But nobody's listening to your facts. They will listen to your story. So your story and not the information is what sells people. Keep this in mind. Even if it doesn't quite make sense to you, it doesn't matter if it makes sense to you. If I told you doing something is going to help you make a lot more money, even if it doesn't make sense to you, will you do it? Or will you say, well, John, I'm not going to do it until it makes sense to me? Or what business are you in? The being right business or the making money business? You are better off getting people to feel your story and relate to your story then you are getting people to agree with your points and your logic and to see eye to eye with your information. Getting people to relate to your story will hook them better, faster, and deeper than getting them to logically agree with your points. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible to do business by making logical and rational and objective points. At some point, you will need to do so. You have to do that at some point. You do need to be logical, rational, and you need to make sense because we all know Again, any of you who's been in sales or has taken a sales course or read a book on it knows that people make decisions based on emotion, but we justify it with logic. So you still must have some logical, objective, rational points, because once I make an emotional decision that I like you, now I need a logical justification for why I like you. And that's your information will supply that justification to me. So if you don't have any good information, then I could feel good about you emotionally, but I still won't take action until I get a logical justification. So you need to supply both, but understand that it's the emotional thing that's going to get me to stop looking around and pay attention to you. That's when you give me the information. All right, and there's a whole process to this. And if you want to learn that process and how to implement it, then you need to get in touch with me. And I will tell you at the end of this episode how to do so. So your story and not the information is what gets people to buy into you. Again, facts tell, stories sell. And buying is not always necessarily money. Sometimes it's just attention. And we're in an attention economy. You can't get somebody's attention. You can't sell them anything. So you're better off getting people to feel your story and relate to it than, again, hooking them with your logic or, or overpowering them with your information. Even though if you are a very analytical person and if you consider yourself to be a very rational, logical thinker like myself, I'm definitely that, you may be tempted to focus on the points and the logic and the accuracy and the facts of what you said. And if you listen to me, you notice that I use those kind of words all the time. Accuracy, logic, facts, rational, objective. But you must also condition yourself to weave story into what you share because that's the emotional hook. Uh, the story is what builds real connection. The story is what stays with people. Again, your information, somebody can listen to your information and say, damn, this guy has all the right information. This is very accurate. This is very right. Three days later, ask them what you said. They won't remember anything that you told them. Somebody can agree with your information, but they can, number one, get that information maybe even better information somewhere else. And number two, they're not going to remember what you said anyway. They'll agree with it while you're talking, but 24 hours later, they will have forgotten everything that they agreed with. 
Why? Because this is just how it is. And the world that we're in now, these little devices that we hold in the palm of our hands, we're being inundated with information all the time, which means we usually forget most of the information that we take in, even if we like the information. Someone can agree with your information, but they're not going to retain it. When someone connects with your story, they will stick around even long after they no longer need your information. Let me say that one, one more time. When someone connects with your story, they will stick around long after your information is no longer serving them. They don't even need your information anymore, but they stick around because they connect with your story. That's how people stay fans of a brand or a business or they stay in a certain world, even if they no longer need the information because of the connection that they get there. So recapping today's class is why you need to tell your story endlessly. This is specifically targeted towards the brand builders, experts, thought leaders, anyone selling intellectual property because you are the attractive character of your business. Number one, remember that information is forgettable. Stories are not forgettable. I've shared a ton of information here on this show enough that if you took all this information and you parsed it down and organized it and put it into books, you wouldn't even need to go to college. You could just listen to this show and get everything that you need to go out in life and be a successful individual based on information. But problem is, just like college, you're going to forget most of what you heard. So it's not actually going to help you. So you need to know your story. They need to be able to tell it in a smooth, compelling way at different lengths. So be able to tell your story in two minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, 60 minutes, three hours. So what is your story? How often are you telling it? You should tell it until you are tired of telling it and then tell it some more. Number two, your story creates emotional connection and allows your audience to connect with you. The good thing about all of us being human and having a story is that nobody's life is perfect. We all have had ups and downs. We've all been in situations where things look good, but then they were bad, where things look bad and then they became good. So we've all ridden those emotional waves. Those are the things that allow human beings to connect. We connect over emotion. We do not connect over information. You have never connected with somebody because of their information. It's very rare the person who can build a connection with someone based on information. Most of us build connection based on emotion. Information can lead to an emotion, but we don't build because of the information. Number three, remember that facts tell and stories sell. You want people to buy into you, even with their attention before they even pull out their wallets. You got to tell them a story. That's what makes people connect with you. Knowing this, use the thing that works, which is a story not your information. You're better off getting people to feel you and your story than you are getting them to agree with you and your information. Even though if you're a very analytical, rational, objective, logical, accurate thinking person like myself, or at least you believe you are, you still can use story to illustrate your logical points. And that's what I do even here on the show. I still use story and anecdote all the time to illustrate my logical points because story is what builds the real connection. Somebody can agree with information, but they can get that information somewhere else. They can get better information. They could decide they don't agree with your information anymore. But when they agree with your story, when they like your story and the way that they connect with you because there's something about your story that touches them, that's what make people stick around and buy into you even long after the information is gone. So I want you to really think about what your story is, how often you're telling it and how much you're using it and how you can use it to build connections with other people because that's what's going to build your business. All that said, Send me a text as I already told you, get my daily motivation. My number is 305-384-6894. And you want to learn how to really tell your story in a way that helps you connect with an audience and build your brand and business. Join me at Work On Your Game University, which is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. I have a one-on-one coaching option. I also have a group coaching option. Just go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You'll see the opportunities there. Or you can just send me a text and we can start a conversation that way. Work on your game. Dre all day.
I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.